everyone. My name is Kate Avino, and welcome to Live, Learn, Listen, Her Culture's new podcast series. Today, we're going to talk about Tibetan sand mandalas and the cultural effects of the word race. Today's shout-out is to The Prospect, an online college admissions blog serving thousands of students across the globe. Hey everyone, so today we're going to be talking about race, ethnicity, and identity, and I'm here with my two friends, Catherine and Gabby. Um, say hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Okay, so Catherine is a freshman in the liberal studies program at New York University. Her interests include writing, reading, baking, eating, blogging, and traveling. She hopes to combine all of her interests into one major that will launch her career in writing and publishing. Her ultimate goal and childhood dream job is to become a food critic in New York City and other major cities around the world. Gabby is a Hawaiian-born college student currently living in Manhattan. She's in her first year studying at New York University and plans to major in linguistics and minor in communication. Gabby enjoys layout and graphic design and volunteers teaching SAT prep math in Brooklyn in her spare time. She's passionate about Native Hawaiian culture and rights, and she hopes to go to graduate school in Hawaii to work towards the empowerment of the Hawaiian people and the revitalization of Hawaiian language. Thanks for having us. We're both really passionate about race and, you know, ethnicity. We're excited to be a part of this podcast and, like, have an open space where we can discuss this and just in a healthy way, you know. Yeah, the main point of us talking about this is that we're not trying to change people's opinions or label our opinions as the only correct ones. Okay, so first question I have for you guys is how do you define race? Okay, so how I define race is is as a group of people who share common ancestral backgrounds, who share common ethnic and cultural backgrounds, if that makes sense. And based on being a part of the Hawaiian race, I feel a connection to other people who share that racial background with me. And that's... So I feel like race is something that like you're proud of and that you like represent... Like, and that you share it with other people. So that would be my definition. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, my definition of race, I don't really have one because I don't believe that race exists. I tend to believe that race is a social construct, and while I believe everything that you say is true, I think that it's just a different word. Like, I don't want to devalue anything that you just described because it does Mm -hmm. exist. I just disagree with the word race being used because... I just don't see it as a real thing. I think it's something that people made up, but to describe their experiences. So I definitely agree those experiences exist. So to you, it's something that's made up and is then used in a negative way, namely racism. Yes. Something that society came up with, that like there are these separated races, yes. and that certain people of a certain race are like devalued as compared to other ones. Yes. Okay, so that would be... That's also a valid point. That's yeah. true. So, if I were to use the the word race in any context, I would just use it to describe the human race. True. That's, not, not the white race, the black race, the Asian race, or the Hawaiian race, though I agree that there is a distinct culture and yeah. language and experience of the Hawaiian people. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a really great discussion. Um, so then how would you kind of define, or like what term would you put with something that makes us all different? Would it be a cultural, ethnic thing, instead of using the word race? Well, I think what Gabby brought up was really important, and I think culture, language, practices is what 
make certain people distinct from one another. And I think if you were to use a word, I think it would be, if anything, culture, maybe ethnicity, if you wanted to define it. But I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, well, to me, race is sort of synonymous with culture and ethnicity because, like, part of being the Hawaiian race is to practice the Hawaiian culture. Although I do think that, like, if you're if you're like of the Hawaiian race and you don't practice the Hawaiian culture, like you're still part of the race. Like, like for me, I do practice the culture. I dance hula and I like speak the language, even though I don't speak it as much as I should. I've learned it and I went to school to learn it, and I believe in whatever Hawaiians believe, you know. But if someone was Hawaiian and didn't necessarily do that, like my dad, or especially like my great grandma's generation, she was, Hawaiians were like discriminated against and they tried really hard when Hawaii became a state or a territory of the United States, they tried really hard to like diminish Hawaiian culture. They banned the language, they banned hula. So you couldn't even like practice your own, your own culture's dances and things like that. So. I do think that, like, even if you don't practice them, you can still, like, identify with the race. And though it is important still to do, to practice cultural things. Right. I think culture doesn't necessarily have to include any type of ethnic or racial, if you want to use the term, practices because you could you can have subcultures in the United States that are based not on not on skin color, true, not true. on practices, on nothing other than I guess shared experiences. But as a half Korean, half Irish person, I don't identify with any of the Irish culture, any of the Korean culture. I identify with the culture that I was raised in, which is just a suburban town in New Jersey. And that's the culture that I identify with. Yeah, you made it you said something the other day about how the only thing not the only thing but one of the only things that you identify Korean with is like your looks because you say because you look yeah and Korean that's one of the major problems that I have with the term race because there are it's there's a lot of physical characteristics mm-hmm. like tied to it like yeah skin color or whatever what have you yeah I definitely I don't feel any connection to Korean culture other than the occasional food that my mom cooks and the occasional relatives that I hear speaking Korean. And yeah. See, like, for me, well, it's different because I grew up in Hawaii and Hawaii, like, the Hawaiian culture is, like, a huge minority. There's not many yeah. Hawaiian people, like, native Hawaiian people. And being, like, an indigenous person whose, like, lands were taken by the American government, obviously, it's different because... I feel this huge, not necessarily prejudice, but, like, just suffering of my people. So identifying with that, with the race is, like, very important to me. I feel, I feel that I'm Hawaiian. I feel it every day, and I, like, want to practice the culture because it's important. And I know it's, it's not always possible for everyone to practice their culture based on, like, your experience and, like, how you grew up and stuff. But I feel like it's more than just physical characteristics. Like you, like you say, people are defined by them, but I, I 
don't look at all Hawaiian. I'm very mixed. I'm Hawaiian, Chinese, Portuguese, Irish, Korean, like German or something, a bunch of different kinds of white from my mom. And I don't physically look Hawaiian, but I feel it in my blood. I feel it like in my skins and my hands that I'm a Hawaiian person and I want to represent that and be very proud of it. So that's what I definitely agree with yeah. all the like I I appreciate everything that you're saying and I definitely I recognize how important it is to you. I just disagree with the word race. Yeah. I disagree with you using yeah. that to describe your experience. Like maybe the Hawaiian people makes more sense to me. But I there there are some weird connotations that come with the word race because it's so closely related to racism mm -hmm. that there can be negative connotations that follow that. But I feel like if you're saying it in a certain way it does sound like if you say like, oh, I'm of the Hawaiian race or I'm of like the white race, it sounds sort of like supremacist, if, like to me sometimes, but it doesn't, it might come off that way, but that's not how I mean it. That's not how I mean to say it. Um, so how can we change this conversation then about race and maybe make it, you know, adapt it so that mm -hmm. it's more inclusive and less negative or just completely eliminate it? So where do you see that changing? Or I don't think we should eliminate it. I think we should. <laughs> eliminate this, the discussion of race? No, eliminate the word race. Oh, uh, see, that's where we... I think it's very important to discuss these things openly. Oh, but it's I think, super important, yeah. But I do not think the word race should be used anymore. Cause it, it's hard to eliminate a, a word like that that's so ingrained into society. Like, you know, I think, I think it would be easier to change the connotation. I don't think so. I think it has so many negative connotations. I think Hawaii is very unique in that true. In that race is not a negative word. I mean, I grew I was fortunate to grow up in a place that people aren't really judged. I mean, everyone is so mixed in Hawaii that no one really notices or it just doesn't really matter what race you are. I don't, I don't want to say it completely completely doesn't matter because I'm sure there are some people who are from Hawaii who feel that in some way and I don't want to like devalue their experiences but it's definitely when I moved to the mainland or the continental United States I've felt it a lot worse and like going into places and seeing that like like the white the rich class is like more white and the poor class is more like ethnic and more like I don't know it's just sad you know but I I do think it, was, it would be easier to change the connotation of the word race than to completely eliminate it because it is so, like... What connotation would you change it to, then? Just, like, neutral connotation. But it's, in my opinion, it's made up. Why continue using a word that people have made up that isn't really... Like, any word gets thrown out of the, I guess, English vernacular. Lexicon. Damn. <laughs> um, Lexicon. It's just, it's outdated. It needs, it's, it's an archaic word. It doesn't need to be used anymore. So then let's say we get rid of race. Will there be another word that becomes negative that we unfortunately start to use? I think any word you use, you can use with a negative connotation. I mean, what needs to happen is... People need to change. People, <laughs> need, to stop people discriminating. need to stop being racist. Yeah. Right. the main issue here. If there was, if there was no discrimination, there would be no use for the word. I think now that it's clicking in my head, 
that that's your point, I think. What? That if there was no discrimination, there would be no race. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, People so created that race sense. to discriminate. People created this kind of, this idea of the black race being inferior to the white race so they could subjugate them, make them seem less human so they could enslave yeah. them and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. Or to say that that race is yeah. lesser. People created, even less people created the races so they could make it into like some kind of hierarchy. True. My ideal would be that people can be of different races and race would just be another word for ethnicity and that people of different ethnicities and or races are different, equal, not one is better or worse, they just are. I, in general, I just... You'd just rather not separate people by ethnicity? I don't even, I think all these words are made up by people. Obviously all words are made up by people, but... I think these concepts are made up by people. Like, what is an ethnicity? Like, we gave these names to these places to name people, to name what they look like, to name what they, how they act, and in my ideal word, there wouldn't be ethnicity, there wouldn't be races, there would just be people. People. People People as people. Yeah, it would just be, you look how you look because the people, because your background, that people has been just, I don't know, populating... With that certain gene, area, that, that yeah. gene pool for this certain characteristic of how you look has just not been spread out. So that's why this certain people looks like this. That's why this certain people looks like this. But I, I feel that like this, it's not separating people. I feel like it's identifying people because I feel like it's important to identify with your cultural backgrounds. You can't like. If there was only one human race and everyone was just the same person, it'd be so lame. No, I agree. agree. Yeah. So, well, that would be just culture then. I think people associate too much, like, with skin color and how you look and how you talk to your culture, to to participating in a culture. Sometimes it is. I mean, it is. I agree. Not necessarily. Not at all how you look, but how you speak, how you act. There, you're. I yeah, I agree with that, but I think too much. For the time people also incorporate how you look into that as well. I, I think, think that's I think part problem. of the problem is also people are very ignorant. Yeah. And that if they're looking at, you know, Catherine, who you look Asian, they're just going to assume you're from one place or another, and they're not really going to, like, kind of look into you. And, like, that is kind of the problem that I have with, like, race and whatever is because, like, people are just not that's educating themselves yeah. into knowing the differences that make us all important and special. And, like, I feel like that's kind of where the discussion, especially in America, because there's so many different ethnicities, if we're going to use that word, or or race even, um, it's really about, like, I feel educating and just, like, kind of understanding that people are different, but we're all also, like, coming together and having our own lives, and it's... I agree with that, but sometimes I think that is expressed in the wrong way, or it's... It's coming from a place that's not genuine and not open to understanding. It's more of an, a critical... I'm, I don't know. That's why things like this need to happen where we talk about things and we don't ignore our differences. We don't just say that, like, we shouldn't talk about that now. It's, like, impolite. We, there needs to be yeah. open air to discuss this because nothing will ever happen if people just ignore yeah. the problems that are ingrained, institutionalized in American society, and I'm sure other societies. Like, <laughs> Not other societies, <laughs> no. It's like worse. We're celebrating, it's like, a black president. I mean, like, South Africa's had, like, a billion. 
Yeah. I mean, just some people... A lot of people in America are ignorant, and it's... Yeah. Needs to be different. I mean, even... You can feel it where we are now in New York City, but, like, New York City is one of the most... Divers. Divers, and I think... Even, like, accepting. De- yeah, developed in terms of accepting people. Yeah. So, like, just imagine how terrible it is elsewhere. Not terrible, just unbearable for people who Slower. are not white. Behind. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming, guys. This is an awesome discussion about race, and I'm just really grateful that you guys came here and just kind of talked about it with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We really enjoy talking about this and having a place in which we can speak openly. I think we definitely need to have more discussion on this. So for next podcast, we'll be talking a little bit more about race, ethnicity, and identity and kind of the discussion behind that. So stay tuned. Next up, we're talking about the Tibetan sand mandala. The sand mandala is a Tibetan Buddhist tradition that involves the creation and destruction of intricate works of sand art. Today, mandalas are created with bright colors of sand. Historically, however, mandalas were created with granules of crushed colored stone. The sand today starts as white stones ground down and dyed with opaque inks. Before any sand is crafted on the mandala, The monks outline the geometric shapes they wish to follow with the sand. Then, the sand is applied using small tubes, funnels, scrapers, and chalk burr until the desired pattern is achieved. Due to the large amount of work involved in creating these mandalas, they usually take weeks to complete. Multiple monks work on the mandala at one time and start from the center and work outwards. The main theme surrounding mandalas is portraying a 3D environment in 2D form, often showing representations of the lives of several deities in one piece. Depending on the breadth of the story of the mandala being worked on, the geometry will be more or less complex. At the end of the House of Cards episode in which these mandalas were featured, the sand mandala is ceremoniously destroyed. This is characteristic of all sand mandala creations. Deity symbols are removed in a specific order, as well as the other geometric shapes. The sand is then collected in a jar, wrapped in silk, and transported to a river. The monks put the sand back in the water as a symbol of the ephemerality of life. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's Live, Learn, Listen, Her Culture's new podcast series. Next week, we'll be talking more about race, discovering what it means to market to women, and interviewing our new CFO, Ashley. This is Kate Avino signing off. And remember, stay cultured. Sing my soul sky when you love and start. Turn your dark into